Good morning. Today is Monday, June 22nd, 2020. Welcome to the One America podcast. Happy post-Father's Day. I hope everybody had a good weekend and celebrated dad and gave him gifts and let him sleep and let him barbecue and do all that fun kind of stuff. Uh, We had a nice time here uh, with friends and neighbors. And um, so I hope all the dads had a nice Father's Day. Uh, On this Monday motivation, I'm going to depart just a little bit. Uh, Was unable to get Saturday thoughts out because I had such a busy weekend uh, with a lot going on, people over at the house, et cetera, et cetera. But um, I had a lot of opinion columns and pieces come out on Friday and Saturday. And uh, it's important when your pieces come out that you promote them and you talk about them and and you do all that. So I just couldn't make Saturday um, thoughts happen. I like to do these podcasts in real time. I don't like to uh, do them too far in advance unless we're having guests. I'm trying to set up a number of guests now before this month is out. Uh, I'd like to get a health expert to talk about uh, the COVID-19 crisis and where we really are. And then I put in a request uh, for one of our great American historic sites uh, for two of their top staff members to come on and talk to us about the context of uh, history and race in America, which I think you'll really enjoy. And then in July, I'm going to try to really keep it patriotic as we celebrate our nation's independence. I think it'll be 200 and are we at 44 years, something like that? Let's see, 1776 we started, so it won't be uh, until we get to 2026. So yeah, we've got a little bit of ways to go, but it'll be uh, uh, 244 years uh, that America has been its own sovereign country. So Uh, July, I'm going to try to get uh, members of Congress and people doing amazing things to uh, keep America strong, keep America united, keep America one country. So look forward to that. But today, Monday Motivation, I always try to give you something to take with you throughout the week. And um, I was thinking about this weekend, uh, just a lot of things that we see going on in our country right now. We still have protests. Uh, The president's Tulsa rally was a flop. Uh, They expected tens of thousands of people, less than 10,000 showed up. I'm going to talk about that in a moment. But uh, what I'd like to do on this Monday motivation is just give you a word of encouragement. Then I'm going to hit the the hot topics that happened in America last week. And uh, on Wednesday Wisdom, I'll have something good for you and something deep and something to make you really think about uh, your life and your living, which is something I try to do every day. So first and foremost, Um, I want to encourage you on this Monday uh, to, again, we're in summer now. Um, It's not like we're having summer vacation because we've been literally shut in since early March. Some of you a little bit before that. Uh, Some states came out before uh, this virus was uh, in a state where, uh, like here in Virginia, for example, Northern Virginia, we have phases. We're still in phase two. I think we're going to hit phase three this week. Uh, Our numbers are looking good, but other states in the South are not looking so good. There's a spike, um, probably because of the beach traffic. I won't be going to my house in Charleston this summer. I've already made that decision. Um, As much as I would love to go hang out at the beach and uh, just walk on the the ocean front and do all that, I'm just, I'm going to stay away. So uh, my health is more important and so is yours. So I want to talk to you this morning about uh, your priorities and 
again, um, I'm hoping, really hoping that this experience of COVID-19 coupled with the unrest we've seen in our country over racial injustice uh, will shake us all to our core and wake us up from asleep. I wrote in an article a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, that we had all been in a Rip Van Winkle type of slumber. Um, and I think it's easy to fall asleep while you're literally awake. Uh, we get lulled into a routine. We get lulled into the job, to the bills, uh, to our busy, and we absolutely forget to live. And so I'm going to encourage you on this Monday, June 22nd, uh, 2020, uh, this would have been my parents' 55th wedding anniversary uh, today. And they got divorced when I was in college. But I thought about that this morning. And I thought that was interesting. Um, and marriage is such an amazing institution. Uh, marriage is a blessing. And it's something that I'd always thought I would do young, or at least relatively young. Um, I'm that type of person where I would have made a great wife, a great mom, uh, because my priorities are straight. And that's not a, a put down. It's not a lecture. Here, here in my heart, um, at the end of the day, all that matters, particularly as you age, is who you love and who loves you. And I want to just encourage all of us, and I'm going to put this in the context of America in a moment, but I want to encourage all of us to work this summer on shifting our priorities and really learning some valuable lessons from what we've all just been through and what we're continuing through, guys. 120,000 Americans, uh, almost, uh, we're close to that number, have lost their lives. And in three months' time, do the math on that. That's 40,000 people a month for three months, on average, dead. Uh, it is now COVID-19 in the top five causes of death in the United States right now. And we know by August, we probably will approach close to 200,000 dead. And then we have the second wave in October. So I want to encourage you to do a couple things. Priorities is the word today. What are your priorities? So the first priority should be, I want to encourage you to stock up on your toilet paper, on your water, on your canned goods, on make sure you have plenty of masks, make sure you have plenty of sanitizer. Everybody's replenishing that now. You can find sanitizer, you can find toilet paper, you can find Clorox products. Order them on Amazon, order them, get them, but keep them around and make a couple shelves in your basement or, or create a pantry other than the one you have in your kitchen and stock up for the fall and going into winter because we know flu season starts around October and doesn't end till March. And if we have a second wave that's worse, America will be forced to shut down again to some degree. And people will be home again. And the kids will probably be home from school again. So I want to encourage you to stock up on your goods. One, two, get a plan. Get a plan. Get a plan for your family. Create a family plan. Create a it's just you plan, you and the dog. Create a how are we going to take care of mom and dad at the nursing home plan. Whatever it is, be ready. Be prepared. There's nothing like preparation. And preparation comes from having good priorities. The next thing that I want to encourage you to do is, particularly some of you, because I've talked to some of my neighbors, and some of your marriages have gotten stronger, your relationships with your kids stronger. You don't even want to go back to work now because you love the love that you have in your family. 
you've rediscovered each other. You slowed down. The busy stopped. The crazy stopped. The travel stopped. And I want to encourage you, don't let that go away. Don't just look at this as a moment, but look at this as a movement and a shift in your marriage and in your life that was a blessing. So hold on to it, nurture it, build it. Uh, Another priority that I really hope that you will consider again as we are in this moment and what we've all learned and what we know we have ahead, finances. I've realized that I've saved a whole lot of money because I wasn't going out to eat. I wasn't doing the things that I normally do and spending a lot of money. You couldn't go to store, you couldn't shop. Good amount of money in the savings account now, more than I probably had in in the last number of years. Uh, And I wanna encourage you to save. I wanna encourage you to uh, prepare and think ahead. And again, have those priorities of um, what you need and what you don't need. Because I think in the last three months, we learned that we don't need to be at the mall all the time. We don't need to go shopping every weekend. We don't need to eat out all the time. We can cook food at home. And I really think this moment has really placed upon us, if we're paying attention, the value of priority, the value of priority. So that's my Monday motivation to you. Set your priorities, be intentional, and have a plan as we go into uh, the end of summer and into fall in a couple months. Don't let this thing catch you unaware like it did all of us back in March. My family's a prepper family. We're a doomsday family. So we've got everything. So we were not caught unaware. We had plenty of toilet paper. We had plenty of everything. So much that we were able to give to food banks and to bless people and to help people. And that's what we did. So I want to just encourage you to be in that place. Now, America, uh, I want to encourage you, if you have not read my column in USA Today, that came out on Saturday morning. I talk about um, Trump and the Tulsa rally, uh, you know, before it happened on Saturday evening. But really, I talk about the Republican Party and the fact that it is gone. The party of Lincoln does not exist anymore. Let's not lie. It's not. I don't know what it's going to become, but it's no longer that. And so I want to just encourage you uh, to uh, move forward and really begin to pay attention to what's going on in the country. Um, We need to healthy political parties. We need to strong political parties, or we need to create a new political party or a stronger independent party that doesn't have a bunch of fringe um, crazies in it, for lack of a better way to put it, but people who are serious, who um, can govern, who can build coalitions. We gotta do something different. So check out that piece in USA Today. It's been the top piece all weekend. Uh, It's called Republican in name only. Trump's party is no longer the party of Lincoln. Lincoln's party's gone. And that hurts. And that's sad because it was a great party started for a great reason. An anti-slavery party, an abolitionist party, a party that did a lot of amazing things in this country. Um, The second piece that I wrote this weekend was uh, more provocative in my Daily Beast weekly column. And I really wanted to talk about the analogy of having a knee on our neck, um, Referring, of course, back to the awful murder of George Floyd, but I want everybody to be aware that police murders are just one of the ways that racism kills black people in this country. Um, We are still in many ways separate, hostile, and unequal. Um, That's a hard pill to swallow because uh, you see a few black neighbors, you see a few friends at the job, you see Oprah, you see celebrities, and you think, oh, you know, we've had a black president. Guys, don't be that willfully blind. Open your eyes. Uh, The mayor of 
Boston, Irish Catholic Mayor Walsh declared racism a public health emergency. And I think that was radical and I think it was necessary. And I hope that more states and cities follow because what he was saying is we need to put resources into the root of the problem. If we keep working around the edges, we're never going to solve the problem. And he's right. And I saw the movie Just Mercy last night for the first time. I'm late. It was on my watch list and I finally slowed down enough to watch it. And it broke my heart because it showed the inequities in our criminal justice system. It showed the inequities in our um, death row uh, sentences and commutations and uh, particularly down in the deep south. It's the new Jim Crow as Michelle Alexander wrote about in her amazing book. If you haven't read it, read it. But I really want to encourage you while you're home this summer, particularly to my white listeners all around the world, but particularly here in the United States, I want to encourage you, sit down with the kids and go through some history. Talk to them about American slavery, that it was not what you see at Williamsburg or when you go and you see the reenactments at Monticello or you see the reenactments at Mount Vernon. You know, it was a brutal, awful, ugly institution. Human beings were enslaved. They were chattel. They were abused and beaten and sold off, families destroyed. Now, obviously it needs to be age appropriate. appropriate. Don't traumatize your kids, but talk to them about this moment. Don't miss it. Educate yourself. If you have black friends that you're close to for real, not just on the surface, but for real, you go to each other's homes, talk, sit on the patio and just ask them to share stories and listen. And then try in your day-to-day life to do something different. Be aware that Anytime any of us is subject to prejudice, abuse, racism, it breaks our spirit. It hurts. It destroys. It kills. It cuts. Let's not be that America. Let's be an America moving forward, not the one that's divided, not the one where people are calling each other names and cussing each other out. Let's be a better America. Let's be an America where we love each other, where we have disagreements, where we're not afraid to disagree but let's be a country where we we are not afraid to have courageous and difficult conversations about the things that matter. Let's not repeat what we've been repeating now for hundreds of years. Stop being afraid of people that don't look like you, that are different than you. I have to admit, I had issues for years with people who were Muslim, and that is because you hear stereotypes. All Muslims are radical. All Muslims want to blow up America, particularly after 9-11. There's this uh, herd mentality where people single out people and they heap abuse on them based on stereotypes and false information. And I became intentional at some point said, I don't want to be like that. I know that the hijackers in 9-11 were all Muslim young men, but all Muslim young men are not hijackers. All Muslim young men are not terrorists. And you've got to be intentional to make your mind deal with the reality that stereotypes are really ugly and they do damage. And if you are living your life right now, white people, black people, Asian people, Native American people, Hispanic people, and you're living your life based on this group is like that and women are like this and men are like this, you're you're messing up and you're missing out on the blessing of meeting people who are different than you and experiencing cultures that are different than ours. And I used to also have a problem with LGBTQ Americans. 
And that was my faith upbringing, right? My faith taught me uh, biblically, Romans 12, New Testament, Old Testament, have it whatever way you want. But there's not a person I know who grew up my age or maybe even as young as 40 that grew up in the church, the Baptist church, the Catholic church, the AME church, the, the Pentecostal church, the Presbyterian church, whatever your faith, Judaism, Islam, they all teach that homosexuality is a mortal sin, um, that it's unnatural. Um, and that's written into scripture, right? So if that's what you're indoctrinated with your whole life, when you meet gay people, you think something's wrong with them. You think they're strange, they're unnatural. And the reality is they're not. They're just like you and me. And they're entitled to go sit in a restaurant and have peace just like you and me. Um, go to work and have peace just like you and me. Um, have their kids and go to the movies and sit next to us and have a nice conversation just like you and me. I had to be intentional. I had to educate myself. It was a friend at Walgreens that really... Uh, Steve Pemberton, uh, when he was the diversity and inclusion director there, had me there to speak to women about something else. But he said, I'm going to sit you down with the LGBTQ members here and you're going to talk. And you're going to have a conversation because he knew that they weren't fans of mine and I wasn't fans of theirs. And in fact, when they found that I was coming, they weren't particularly happy about me being there. And but we ended up having this great conversation and we talked and we connected and that shifted my consciousness. And so I agree with the recent Supreme Court decision that gay people should be protected and not discriminated against. Of course not. Nobody should be fired because they're a man, a woman, black, white, gay, straight, Jewish, Muslim. That's just outrageous. So we're making progress. So our priorities need to shift in this moment. And our priorities need to be about people. Our priorities need to be about people. That is how I'm going to end this Monday motivation. People need to be the priority now. We know better now. We're awake. We saw George Floyd's murder. And we saw what happens when good people say enough. I'm not taking it. I'm going to do something about it. And I hope and I'm going to try to do that in my family. I hope you'll do it in yours. I'm going to try to make my relationships better. I'm going to try to focus on the things that matter. And I hope you will too. So God bless you and keep you. God bless the United States of America. It's priorities, people. Today's word is priorities. What are your priorities? And what are you going to do about them and it to make your life better? To be a happier, more fulfilled, more joyful, peaceful human being. Because at the end of the day, we're all going to die. Every single one of us will leave this place. None of us gets out of this alive. So while you're here, what do you want? I know for me, I want to live. I mean, truly live. I want to explore. I want to love. I want to laugh. I want to create. I want to contribute. And then I want to rest. So that's my word. Priorities. God bless you now.